Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell. Well, welcome to Let's Talk Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell. Thank you for joining us today. And today we are going to have another good program we have with a birth mother regarding adoption. Uh, lots of information to help you um, as a birth mother, as adoptive parents, and uh, also professionals working with uh, clients that are have gone through an adoption plan. Um, I want to remind you, too, that on our site, letstalkadoption.com, you can sign up for a newsletter and a weekly reminder. We'll send you an email about our programming also and upcoming shows. You can also find resources on adoption and a calendar of events um, about adoption throughout the nation, too. Whether you're seeking to adopt, if you're ready parenting through adoption, or if you're hoping to reunite with a birth child or birth family, uh, there are free archives of our programs available to you right now and also some for CDs for sale. And we encourage you to purchase those and help us support our program and our outreach um, to educate the community on adoption, too. Uh, email your questions to me at info at letstalkadoption.com. Today we'll be discussing birth mothers, pa- uh, post-placement, where to find the kind of support you need. And my guest today is Melanie Mosberg. Melanie is a birth mom who placed um, after her child, um, placed her child for adoption uh, and in a wonderful adoption plan and has gone on um, as a calling to help um, other birth mothers offering hope and encouragement uh, that for women, they're going through the same process that she had gone through and to really help them. So welcome to the program, Melanie. Thank you. It's so nice to have you. And, you know, we've got a lot to cover today. Um, you know, I want to cover just a little bit about your adoption so people know your background because I know you're very busy right now in, in helping other women um, that are going through adoption, that have gone through. And there are some you know, some gaps that we're seeing, especially in post-placement, where sometimes birth moms feel forgotten. And um, those are, that's where you pick up. Um, sometimes, you know, ahead of time, of course, too, but afterwards. Let's go over to your adoption. Why did you decide adoption um, for your child? Um, for me, it was being able to bless a family who couldn't have any children. Um, there are so many unique situations out there, and I felt I was given the gift of life. Um, for me, it was never a question of, can I raise my child? It was, how can I get her to the best family that fits both our needs, wow. um, specifically open adoption, which is what I chose. Mm-hmm. And the type of adoption you chose was open because you really wanted to... You know, fill in, fill in that blank because everyone chooses different types of adoption for different reasons. Absolutely. I, I think, well, open adoption certainly ranges depending on the distance between you and the family as well as the closeness with you and the family. Um, some open adoptions are perhaps just strictly emails or phone calls and pictures where some are more um, in-person contact where you have visits. My personal adoption is open, and the family lives very close by, and I do see my daughter four to five times a year, Mm -hmm. um, receive pictures via email and phone calls and that sort of thing. So definitely involved as much as I possibly can and as much as the family will allow me. Right, and that was something that you discussed with them ahead of time. Uh, because that open adoption, like you mentioned, it can be just letters and photographs. So, you know, people listening now may say, oh, I don't want that much contact. Um, but it really is individual. And as long as you both agree, and, and I always encourage families to be honest. And if they don't feel they want that kind of openness to pass on that birth mom and really um, allow her to find the right family so that she can have the relationship she wants. 
Well, yeah, and I think for me, and I could definitely speak from experience here, you know, you might be afraid to speak up um, when you're, you know, when you're interviewing a family just as much as they're interviewing you to make sure mm-hmm. it's the best fit in the long run. Um, don't hesitate to speak up and don't hesitate to say, you know what, I honestly don't know the answer. I'm not sure how I will feel after um, my child is born. Mm-hmm. Um, even though you are making that adoption commitment to them, mm-hmm. um, I think there are a lot of unknown variables. And in my particular adoption, um, my, both myself and the adoptive mom thought we would have certain feelings and it actually flipped. Really? So it, it was very, very interesting and a little rough in the beginning for us after my daughter was born. But tell, me, tell us a little bit about what, what happened, what flipped and, and, and the feelings. Well, you for me, I looked um, from the moment I found out I was pregnant, I looked all over the country. Mm-hmm. I thought for me in my, my situation, it would be too difficult for my daughter to be close mm-hmm. in distance. Mm-hmm. I was okay with, you know, a plane ride once or twice a year and then deal with the emails and pictures and that sort of thing. For me, I thought that would be ideal. Mm-hmm. And um, when I met this family, they live a very short distance from me. And uh, the adoptive mother and I became very close very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a few years in age apart. Mm-hmm. So we certainly bonded well. Mm-hmm. And she thought she would want the contact to continue. I mean, we spoke every day. Um, we saw each other once a week. I kind of became an extended part of their family. Mm-hmm. And pr- the night before I went in to um, have a C-section and have my daughter, we just kind of reiterated, okay, this is what we're thinking. And certainly nothing was set in stone, and we were certainly both flexible on adapting to what the future may hold. Um, but on the flip side, when my daughter was born, the adoptive mother felt she needed very much distance. And um, it was very hard to be open as much as I would have liked in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then the flip side for me, I wanted much more contact than I even imagined. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, But I think the key is constant communication, being able to be open and honest, both from the adoptive parents as well as birth mother and or birth father if they're Mm -hmm. involved. Right. And and I think the honesty is real important. And sometimes they don't know. I, I find it... That sometimes um, when I um, facilitate between adoptive parents and birth parents that I want to um, encourage the birth mom to share her feelings because sometimes she feels intimidated with, you know, um, you know, a husband and wife across the room or if it's a single mom. But, you know, she may feel intimidated because they seem to have it all and she is in a vulnerable place. Absolutely, and that's the key is you're afraid you might say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, and mm-hmm. they might go running the other direction saying, okay, mm-hmm. you know, it's not for me. And I think every adoption is going to have its struggles. There's mm-hmm. no perfect adoption. There's no perfect anything in this world. And that's so true. I think working together again, um, being honest mm-hmm. and keeping the communication lines open. And, and if you, you know, yeah, if you feel uncomfortable, I think, too, is that, you know, you want to speak up, and if they do end up saying, you know, this is not the right one for me, then the right one will be there. Right, and even even post-adoption, I think it's important to keep the communication lines open. Yeah. Um, even if you don't talk all that often or your relationship has certainly changed from um, pre-adoption, mm-hmm. um, certainly kind of step up and say, hey, you know, I just wanted you to know how I felt and mm-hmm. what I'm feeling or emotions that I'm going through. And, you know, it's okay sometimes to just write that letter and maybe not even send it. Yeah. Just to kind of, um, one great thing about post-adoption for birth mothers is to journal. 
Yes. And really just to, to keep keep your thoughts on paper. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. Journaling is so important, too. And let's go ahead and talk about that. That first year after placement, you know, that's um, one of the most difficult um, things, I think, for a lot of women that I hear. And I think, have you, you see that, too, with a lot of the, uh, the ladies you work with? Absolutely. It's it's very funny. I did um, go to a local pregnancy um, center um, prior to the adoption, mm-hmm. and the counselor there told me about all these feelings about guilt and um, sadness and uh, anger and all these things that I said, oh, I won't feel that way at all, <laughs> and was, you know, pretty much in denial, I think, and mm-hmm. it didn't hit till about two or three months after my daughter was born, and boy, did it hit. Mm-hmm. Um, you you can't run from these feelings, and I think it's very important to give in to them. I could say they're definitely temporary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's you're going through a roller coaster of emotions. So you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad that I did this, or sadness, or absolutely. I think every birth mother mm-hmm. will have the regret. Mm-hmm but not see the long-term of the positive for everybody. I think I think what they do is, I've heard too, is they have regret that they couldn't have been in a place where they could have parented. Exactly. But not so much regret that I placed, right. though some, some do, um, but regret that I wish I had been in a place right. that this could have worked out. Absolutely. But, however, God said, hey, this is a situation that mm-hmm. you might not be comfortable with, but mm-hmm. that's why you're taking your mm-hmm. walk in an adoption journey. And if mm-hmm. it wasn't for these unfortunate situations, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be able to bless families with children. Right. So there's definitely a positive spin to it. And I think it's important that adoptive parents listening to um, know that, and many of them do, that, you know, I know that I love my, my son's birth mother, and without her, I would not be a mommy. And so right. I honor her and, um, you know, really um, put her in self, high self-esteem because of what she did, which was very difficult, but the sacrifice she made for his better life. And I think the more people learn, you know, the educational piece. Well, and I think it's very important, too, um, especially if you're even in a semi-open adoption where you might deal third-party directly through an agency. Mm-hmm. It, it, and, and I could speak from a birth mother's point of view. There is nothing greater than receiving an email, a picture, a phone call, or whatever, just saying, hey, we're thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Or when I look in you know, my child's eyes, I see you and how grateful. And just that positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, because we do. Um, as birth parents get down on ourselves and you know even if we have scheduled visits or scheduled um, emails and pictures it's that that month or two or three or six or however it is in between you start to doubt things and you start to feel sorry for yourself Mm -hmm. and and I think you know again in the first year it is definitely the worst and it does get better I'm a little more than two years over the hump and Mm -hmm. being able to be open with others, Mm -hmm. um, that is very important to explain your situation. A lot of people will frown and say, oh, you gave your child away. Not at all. I chose to place my child in an adoption. Mm -hmm. Do you correct them? Absolutely. (laughs) Probably one of my biggest pet peeves is when people say, oh, you gave your baby away. No, I didn't. I I want to slap them up the side of their face. (laughs) Yeah, I I chose a family. I um, looked into their background as well as Mm -hmm. they looked into my background, and we made sure it was a fit before I placed my child for Mm -hmm. adoption. Yeah, and you chose that that placement. And I think people, too, uh, I know when I first talked to birth families, the mothers, 
they want to know the background. I mean, as an adoptive parent, um, you go through a lot of extensive background. You know, your fingerprints are done. You have physicals, your financial, your friends are checked out, your work, your home, um, your relationship, your parenting skills, a whole report's done. And, um, and, and, and birth moms do have access to that. They can ask to see those home studies. And I think and a lot of birth mothers do not know that. They don't know that. And I think it's really important they know that if they want to ask for that and see it, they have a right. Absolutely. If I were a birth mom today and I had to choose a family, I would want to know all that. Um, I think that's really important. I, I had my, my son's birth mother come to our home and have dinner with us. Now, we mm-hmm. didn't swallow any food past our, our throat because we are both choked up. Right. But I wanted to see, I want her to see where he was going to live, and I wanted to see our life and, and get to know us. So she had a comfort level, and I think it's important. You know, there are many things that you have mentioned, too, and I know that you're working on a book right now, too. What can, what can friends do to help? you know, help in the situation. I mean, other than learning the, the proper terminology, I know in my book, adoptingonline.com, I have a whole section on proper, you know, terms and, and good and, you know, proper uh, adoption language. And I also had a guest on the show discussing that. But what can they do right away to help um, for that first year, that post-placement time? Oh, I think, again, the positive reinforcement of you made the right decision and mm-hmm. thinking long-term of how happy and proud you will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, every um, part of adoption, whether it's closed, semi-open, or open, mm-hmm. there's different levels. For me personally, I, I find nothing greater than every few months when I get a good series of pictures and a, a verbal update in an email of her height and her weight and the newest thing that she did or mm-hmm. the work that I forward this information to my friends and they're proud of me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, I've come a long way as far as how to handle it, mm-hmm. um, but I'm proud and I'm proud that, you know, she's she's a part of me. My daughter's a part of me mm-hmm. and she has my genes, right. but she's learning their ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. And um, they have a biological, my, my situation, they have a biological son. Mm-hmm. So things my daughter is learning is because he's going to teach her. Mm-hmm. A- and, I mean, nothing is greater than bringing a smile to my face and to be able to share that with not only friends but mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. That That's another fine line, and so many women, in um, even in my situation, did not have that positive family support. Mm-hmm. There are some birth mothers that never tell their families. And that's so hard. And I think too that and and they they haven't told their families or and they hold that that secret. And I know that I have to honor that when women we probably have four or five women a month that actually go through with an adoption plan that that don't tell their families and it's they very refuse. Difficult. It is very difficult because they don't understand the anniversaries. They don't understand what happens on Mother's Day or holidays. Um, you know, one thing you mentioned too, Melanie. I want to mention is we're talking about you know uh, post placement uh, adoption placement support for birth mothers. Um, but this one, you had chosen a family that already had a child. And that's one thing I have birth moms come to us and they'll say, you know, I really want a family that has no children because I think they'll really think this child is so special. How, so why did you choose this family? Because they had a child already. And I think it's great. I always said, I want my child, if I were a birth mom, to, to grow up with a sibling. And this is one way I can see if they've already done a good job of parenting. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and, and it's so funny. And that's something going back to what you said as far as 
birth mothers, birth parents having a choice choosing a family. If you want a Christian family, if you want a biracial family, if you want a family um, that has a large extended family, if you want a family that has pets, mm-hmm. all these little things that might seem small mm-hmm. are so important in the long run. Mm-hmm. I had my specifics, and as silly as it may sound, my daughter had to have a brother. And age didn't really matter to me. Um, their biological son is seven years older than Sarah, mm-hmm. my daughter. And that to me is just, you know, they're at different parts of their lives, but right now they are the best of friends. They'll go through their stages, but again, long term, you know, they'll, they'll be the best of friends. Um, they have a dog. That was something that was really important to me, something uh-huh. as small as that. Mm-hmm. I and, had um, birth moms say the same thing, yeah. Yeah, and just being able to know that that you do have a choice. It is all a choice. And don't be afraid to pass a family up because on paper they don't look like the right family or that gut feeling just Mm -hmm. isn't there. Um, When I met my adoptive family, I had already met and and, um, gone through some failed matches and it just felt right. Mm-hmm. So and you had actually had other families, and they had chosen not to go through the adoption, or you backed out, or um, no, um, just a variety of different things. State laws differ mm-hmm. in every I state. Um, Long term, as far as uh, accessibility, I mean, there were a variety of different things. Right. Um, but and that's post okay. adoption, it's just so important for a birth mother and or birth parent. I mean, they could reach out to their church. Mm-hmm. Um, churches have a program called Grief Share, mm-hmm. and it's the loss of uh, usually a family member or someone close to you. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, this is a loss. You're you're losing um, someone that might not necessarily have been yours, so to speak. But I mean, they are your your God given child, right? And um, there are pregnancy care centers throughout the country that have programs. And we're going to uh, mention a couple of, because there's, you have, you're associated with uh, birth mom, birthmombuds.com. Correct. And there's also openadoption.com and there's birthmotherblessings.com. There are a lot of resources for women, even online. If yeah, there, and, and that's, I mean, online, the Internet is a huge, huge resource mm-hmm. um, for endless information. I think it is a great tool for um, potential birth mothers, as we call them, when they're starting their adoption journey to say, I'm pregnant and I'm thinking or considering adoption. What do I do? Where to go? There mm-hmm. is just, you know, the information highway, as they say, on is the Internet. There. Yeah, and I think being careful, too, there are some places that actually hate adoption, and so be very careful before you post uh, real emotional, you know, personal things, because people sometimes will be on there and uh, may be very negative, and you don't want to you want to be careful on where you post and where you go to. Well, and and it's important when you find that negativity to try to turn their point of view around or for make them see, hey, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a whole other side of this they might not have saw or realized. Exactly. And I wish they'd come on the show, but every time they uh, send me a little mail that they don't like, uh, you know, adoption, (laughs) and I'll say, hey, come on on the show. They never hear back from them. So, (laughs) Yeah. It's hard, but we're going to take a quick break, Melanie, and when we come back, we want to continue sharing more about, you know, birth mother post placement where to find the kind of support you need after you've gone through an adoption plan and melanie uh, mosberg is our guest today and we have more information for you so don't touch that mouse we'll be right back
On my 18th birthday, I made a decision that would affect me forever. I chose life for my baby. I wasn't ready to be a mom or even to change my dreams of being a singer. Many of my friends offered to help me end my pregnancy. But then I learned about another option that provides a beautiful life for my baby, adoption. I was able to choose my son's parents and even meet them at the hospital. They love him so much and he's an answer to their prayers. I get emails and pictures from them. I even travel to visit my son each year. He has wonderful parents, an awesome life, and a solid future. Everything I wanted for him. And now, I've even moved to Nashville to follow my dreams. I chose life. I chose adoption. Open adoption means you make the choices. Choose the adoptive family, how much contact you want, and how you want the adoption to happen. To learn more about adoption, call 1-800-923-6784 or visit LifetimeAdoption.com. You can speak with a compassionate counselor confidentially 24 hours a day. Call Lifetime at 1-800-923-6784. Welcome back to Let's Talk Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell. If you just joined the program, we're talking with Melanie Mosberg about birth mother post-placement support, where to find the kind of support you need. Um, Before we continue, I want to mention an adoption resource for adoptive parents. AdoptingOnline.com is a book I wrote for hopeful adoptive parents. It is available at bookstores and online and the book site, AdoptingOnline.com. It's a valuable resource to get you started into a successful adoption. You can also call and order it by law on phone uh, at 1-877-432-6785 and order it now. That's 1-877-432-6785. And um, our guest today is Melanie Mosberg. Melanie, we were talking a little bit about how people can you know go online, get information, and there's lots of resources out there too. What did you find was the most helpful, you know, other than supporting your family, um, to get you through the holidays, um, because that can be really hard um, for a lot of birth mothers. What did you find really helpful? For me, uh, very fortunately, I am able to see my daughter um, for both her birthday and for Christmas. So I'm able to buy gifts for her and give them to her in person. Mm -hmm. If you can't do that, depending on the type of adoption you have, if you can't physically um, reach out to them via cards or um, presents, again, journaling is so, so important to get your emotions down um, and get them out there. Um, Participating in, in, in other people's, um, holidays and celebrations. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the birthday, you can even uh, by yourself get a cupcake and light a candle mm-hmm. um, and do that privately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think in having the photograph there, and I know you mentioned our pre-interview how helping other women was really healing for you. It has been tremendous for me. I, I definitely had um, a rough few months after my daughter was born and was truly in such denial. But to be able to, um, for me, I had a mentor, um, another birth mother um, during my pregnancy, and to Mm -hmm. be able to reach out to her to know that everything I felt was normal, even though you don't think it is, and now being able to reach out and match um, potential birth mothers with uh, mentors, mm-hmm. um, they usually have at least a year placement, mm-hmm. and they're able to talk Help. from every 
aspect of being raped, mm-hmm. um, being married and having another child that just they can't afford mm-hmm. um, to girls, you know, that are still in high school or mm-hmm. just starting out in college and know that, you know, this is not something that they can handle in their sure. life for well, whatever the reason. Yeah. And that's all very extremely important. And I want to mention your site one more time as we close up here, birthmombuds.com. And Melanie, thank you so much for being on the show today. You have been very helpful with so much information. I hope to have you back on the show. Thank you very much. Thank you. God bless you and take care. And I want to mention to us also send your emails over to us at info at letstalkadoption.com. And um, it's been a pleasure to speak with you today, and I'm so glad you joined us. So we'll look forward to seeing you next week. And this is Marty Caldwell, Let's Talk Adoption. Have a wonderful week. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. For more adoption information, visit LifetimeAdoption.com or call 1-800-923-6784. That's 1-800-9-ADOPT-4. And tune in again next week at the same time for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell.